Hey, welcome to Life Church. We pray this blesses you and empowers you for your week ahead. We hope you enjoy this message. goodness what a kids church it is huge amazing to see all those beautiful faces but moms we just want to say happy mother's day if you are a mum in here if you're a spiritual mum we just want to say that we wish you the most beautiful day and I know today is not always the happiest day for a lot of us but if you're a woman in here we celebrate you if you're a woman in here we honor you if you're a woman in here We thank God for you and the way that He has designed you and made you for this purpose. And we would like to just take a moment and just honor a few mums. Shall we do that? (laughs) If I call your name, just stand up and someone will come over to you. But the first mum we want to celebrate is a woman who oversees our baby rooms. And she is incredible. So many call her mama in the house. Lynn McGreal, stand up, where are you? There she is, beautiful woman. (laughs) Happy Mother's Day to you, beautiful. This other lady is one of our amazing kids leaders. She is incredible, always giving out every Sunday to many others. And she herself is a great, great mom. And she's an auntie to many. So, Ya Messia or Jefetime, we want to honor you today. Stand up wherever you are. We honor you as an auntie to so many of our children. Oh, over here. We have a beautiful super mom who's just had a baby and we just wanted to say happy Mother's Day to Sam Lawai. Where are you, Sam? Happy Mother's Day to you. Are you in the house? Stand up so we can see you. Oh, there you are. Hello, beautiful. I am told that you are a super mom and we just want to honor you this morning and give you some little flowers and some chocolates. Okay, Isabel. Where are you? Stand up. <laughs> you know I'm talking about you. Isabel, auntie to so many. Look at this. Auntie to so many, always looking out for the needy, always opening your home, always bringing and gathering people, feeding them, doing whatever you can to love on others. We honor you this morning. Thank you. Finally, another lady we want to honor is someone who is part of our pastoral team, who is constantly just serving to try to get people connected. Her, her joy in life is to see people plugged in, to see them entering life groups, to see them entering friendships with others. Janet Thogerson, wherever you are, where are you? Yes, there you are. Thank you, Janet, for all that you do. I am sure many here would put up their hands and say, yes, she is the one who welcomed me one Sunday and said, hey, come here and get plugged in to all of you and to everyone here who is a woman. Happy Mother's Day, and we hope you have a beautiful, beautiful day. And this morning, as you can tell, it is my privilege to be able to open the Word. So we're going to just go straight into that. And... um, 
We don't normally have a theme over March because we're getting ready for Easter. But we have naturally seemed to have fallen into a theme if you were here for the last couple of weeks. And uh, my husband, Jock, who um, I'm really sorry he's not here today because he's actually not well, but he will be back with us shortly, I'm sure. So he is watching you from online, so send him your love. Um, but he will be with us soon. He's getting better. Man flu, I call it. <laughs> Let's call it what it is. Because <laughs> I was the last week, but I was still here, guys. <laughs> Don't tell him I said that. <laughs> Do not tell him. <laughs> oh yeah, he's watching. <laughs> so you don't need to tell him. But he um, was talking to us about who we are, our identity in Christ. And he started off by just speaking to us about who we are in terms of our creativity, that we are made creative because our God is creative in fact, the first sentence in the Bible is, in the beginning, God what? Created. <laughs> and because he is a creative God, we are also made creative. And we can bring the creative solutions to this world. We can think like heaven. And when limitations and constraints come upon us, actually, that is when God's beautiful creativity can flow out of us. And so it was a beautiful message about how we are made in his image and creativity. Um, and then last week, he spoke about the labels that we put on our life, right? That we can't afford to have thoughts that don't align with God's thoughts for us because he loves us so. And so he wants the best for us. And so sometimes in life, we, labels are put on us and we pick up labels. People speak labels over us. And he talked about taking those off and aligning ourselves with who God is and making sure that we take off any cloaks of false identity that we put in ourselves, because we can do that. And so I want to follow on from that, because we have been talking about our identity, but actually Aaron said it really well this morning. He said, we know who we are because we know who he is. We know who we are because we know who he is. And so today I want to take us back a little bit, and I want to take us back to the source, because the reality is our understanding and our view of who God is are, will shape our identity. His identity, the way we view him, shapes our identity. It shapes how we see him. And if we see him as a small God, then we're going to expect small things. If we see him as a God who is not mighty, then we're not going, our faith isn't going to match up to that. How we view him is really important how we view God, so important. And so I want to take us um, to a story because I think we need to remember a few things about who God is. You know, if you think that God is sometimes kind, sometimes merciful, sometimes he's a God of justice, sometimes he's full of grace, then we're going to live like that, expecting God to just sometimes be that, and sometimes be merciful, and sometimes he's faithful. But the reality is that God is 100% all of those, all the time. He's not even like 20% of each till we get to 100. No, he is 100% all these things all the time. And so as we grow in our relationship and understanding of God, 
so our faith grows and our prayer life grows and our relationship with him grows. And that's how we increase our understanding of who he is. You know, I'm married to Jock. This year we celebrate 20 years of marriage. Yes, I know we don't look that old, but yes, we have teenagers. <laughs> uh, but 20 years we celebrate this year. And I know Jock after 20 years. I know him really well. I can tell you his favorite biscuit with his cup of tea, hobdog. You know, I can probably tell you what he's going to order on the menu when we go to a restaurant. I can tell you how he likes, you know, um, how he loves surprises. And he always wants to be surprised. I'm not great at surprises, but I know he loves surprises. You know, I can tell you a lot about Jock because I know him. And so we want to, and so today I want to just get us to think about what we, how we view God, how we see him. Because the reality is that our identity will be shaped about how we view him. It forms us. And so now I know that today is Mother's Day and I know that I'm going to go to a really odd verse today. <laughs> so I apologize. But I was having a bad morning recently. Anybody else have had bad mornings recently? Yeah. You know, life just comes. We'd received some really sad news, and it was a little bit sudden. And, you know, for us, I was just sat thinking, okay, this is quite sad, and these are my feelings. I'm a little bit down. But what you do, what do you do when those things happen? You run. We are made to run to God. And so that morning, I... Even though I wasn't feeling like it, I opened my Bible. And guys, I opened it at Job. <laughs> now you might think, Shirley, where are you going? <laughs> but Job, I opened it at Job and I read Job. And I tell you what, I was overwhelmed by it. Because if you don't know who Job is, I'll give you a quick recap. Job, it says, is the greatest man in all of the East. Are you okay there? <laughs> Um, he's the greatest man in all of the East. So this, so Job was a great man. He had great wealth, beautiful family. But what happens to him is he loses his wealth, he loses his health, and he loses his family. And as he is trying to make sense of all these disappointments in life and trying to make sense of all this grief that he is going through and trying to make sense of everything that has happened, he has a conversation with God. And in the last chapter, God just speaks to him. And he doesn't answer his questions. He doesn't answer why or how or explain himself. He just reminds him of who he is. He reminds him of his identity. He reminds him of his greatness. And he says, will you trust me? I am the God who laid the foundations of this earth. Will you trust me? I am the one who introduced the dawn to the day. Will you trust me? I am the one who designed every creature in the sea. Will you trust me? I am the one who set the boundaries for every living thing. I am the one who created the stars and the moon. Will you trust me? And Job responds with your God and you are great and you are over all. He has this beautiful understanding and revelation of who God is. And then the book of Job ends with Job receiving more than he had ever had before. God blesses him and his goodness just pours over him. And as I was reading this last chapter, I was left with this, which I think is what Job was left with. After all that had happened, he was just left with these two things. He is God and he is good. 
He is God and he is good. He is God and he is good. And that doesn't take away, does not take away from our disappointments or our feelings or what we've gone through. But it's exactly what I said before. We are made to run towards him in those moments. We are made to turn towards him and go to him because he is God over all. The revelation Job had was of the greatness of God. He is great and he is good. He is God and he is good. I have no idea where I am on my notes. I'm just going to have a quick, oh, look, we're three pages in already. He reminds Job of his identity and restores things back to him. And what he is left with is a revelation of God's greatness, that he is all-powerful, all-knowing, omnipresent. He is at everything. He is eternal. He is infinitely unchanging. He is truth. He is all-knowing. That whatever you are facing today, whatever loss you have gone through, whatever disappointment you have gone through, whatever someone is saying to you at work, whatever family things are happening, whatever health progress um, has, has diagnosis has been put over your life, that through it all, you can have this confidence and this assurance that he is God and he is good. There is nothing that we face that God is not above and that he does not walk with us. And his promise over you is that you are his imagination. Like literally, you are his imagination. You are his beautiful creation. Everything about you is something he knows. Like he knows you infinitely. He knows everything about you. And so he wants to remind us today of his greatness, that he is God and he is good. And um, as I was reading it, I think it reminds us today, right? We can raise our eyes, no matter what we're going through, we can raise our eyes and remind ourselves of the goodness of God. And as I was reading that, we moved, um, I was actually reading David, so I actually went back to read a little bit more of what I had been reading about. And what I was struck by is that I come across this story that just reemphasizes what God was just trying to tell me again. Because we come to the story of David, and if you know the story of David, King David, he is the king that comes after Saul, and he has had a hard time, but he's finally made king. And he has been at war a lot of his life. Most of his life has been at war. But he's, the, the word says that he's finally at peace. Finally at peace. The land is at peace. And it says that David goes to Nathan, the high priest, and says, hey, I've been thinking and what I really want to do, what I really want to plan to do, what I want my legacy to be is I want to build God a house. I want to build him a temple that everyone can come and love on him. I want to build him a place that people can come and worship physically, a beautiful temple. And Nathan says, go and do what is on your heart, for it is good. And so David is making a plan. He is going to do this. But then God has a conversation with David and says, hey, David, I have a different plan. Actually, you're not going to build me the temple. You're going to prepare things for the temple, but you're not going to be the one building the temple. And I can just imagine David's disappointment. He's made a plan. How many of us have made a plan before? 
<laughs> and then things don't go the way we think they're going to go. We make a plan and something happens. We make a plan and life throws things in and it changes. But what I love is David's response. And David, don't forget, is the one who tells us, give thanks. He gives us the Psalms, right? Let me read you some Psalms from David before we read what he says. Psalms 136. Give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Psalms 34. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Psalms 4. Who can show us good? Shine the light of your face towards us, God. He, who can show us good? God can show us good. And so David receives this disappointing news, but David knows who his God is. And 2 Samuel 7, 28, this is his response to a plan that he wanted to leave as his legacy, a plan that he wanted to leave as something that he wanted to do in a time of peace. He says, Lord, you are God. Your covenant is trustworthy and you have promised good things. Good things. God, you are God and you are good. You are God and you are good. And David's response, which can be our response when things change, when we face circumstances where our plans, when that house that you were going to buy falls through, when that job that you thought was going to come through falls apart, we can run to God with this assurance and this 100% confidence that he is God and he is good. He is God and he is good. And I love David's heart because he literally, because he knows his God is good and that he is God, he literally has open hands. Let your will be done, God. Not mine, but let your will be done. And as I was reading that, I remember Joseph. Because Joseph, as you know, goes through a lot, doesn't he? A lot of his, a lot of his hurt that he goes through is relational pain. You know, he is hurt by his family. He is hurt by those he works with. He is hurt by people. He is actually sold into slavery by his own family. When you talk about relational pain, that kind of has it all. But what did David say when his brothers come back? Sorry, Joseph. Joseph somehow has this ability to be able to openly embrace, openly love, openly forgive. And what does he say to his brothers? That which was meant for evil, God has, moved, has meant for good. Job, huge disappointment. He is God and he is good. David, plans have all changed but he is God and he is good. Joseph, incredible relational pain, but he is God and he is good. And these are the things that shape their identity when we read about them in the word and we go, wow, these are amazing men of God. I think it's because they had that revelation. They were secure in their knowledge of 100% knowing that he is God, his greatness is overall, and he is good. 
and I can run to him with all that I have, with everything I'm going through, because he is for me and he is over it. He understands us. And as we look at the attributes of God, because there are many attributes to God, right? He is faithful, he is merciful. All of these, when we look at the attributes of God, all we need to do is turn towards Jesus. Because Jesus shows us how to live this life on earth. Jesus is the one who is the son of God who came down to show us how to live this, how to live in this world. He is the son of God. And we only need to look at him to know Jesus is good. Jesus is kind. Jesus is merciful. He is good. Oh, hang on. And what I love about Jesus is that he comes to a place where people are starting to recognize that he is good. They come to him and they're like, you are good. And he turns to them and he says to them, why do you call me good? Only God is good. And you might think, gosh, that makes no sense. Why would he say that? Because Jesus is nudging them towards the truth. He is going, why are you calling me good? Remember, they don't know he's the son of God. But he's nudging them towards truth. He's saying, why, why are you calling me good? Only God is good. You're starting to get the revelation of who I am. Because I am good. Because God is good. Amen? He is God and he is good. If we can live with that security of knowing that he is God and he is good, when we can raise our eyes despite all that is happening and go, God, I know you are overall. You are the great I am and you are good. And if we can live that way, then we can be those who live thankful. Thankful. We can live the most thankful and most joyous life. We are called Life Church for a reason. Because we know he is God and we know he is good. And so we can live a life knowing that he is the one who gives us abundant life. The Bible is full, like it is full of talking to us about thanksgiving. Thanksgiving in praise. Thanksgiving in worship. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving to our God. Thanksgiving in sacrifice. Thanksgiving. The Bible places such a, God places such a high value on Thanksgiving. It says that, it says that in, uh, I don't have the verse right now, but it says in the word of God that 12 lepers come and get healed, but only one comes back to say thank you. Only one comes back to say thank you. And Jesus tells him, well done. Where are the others? He says, your faith has healed you. Go and be made whole. And if we can live knowing that he is God and he is good, we can live a thankful life daily. Amen? Amen. We can live knowing that the joy of the Lord is our strength, that he is for us and with us. He will never leave or forsake us. We have this amazing assurance that he is God and he is good. And like Romans 8 says, we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. Why? Because his love runs after us. His goodness runs after us. He is God. 
and he is good. Amen? Amen. I want us to stand because I actually want us to take a moment and thank God for who he is. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Close your eyes and just thank him. Thank him wherever you are today, wherever he finds you today, whatever has happened this week, whatever has hit you, whatever gossip is in your workspace, whatever news you've received from the doctor, whatever, whoever you are missing today, whatever relational hurt you've gone through, whatever person has left you, whatever breakup you went through. He is God and He is good. He is God and He is good. In it all, you can turn your eyes to Him. In it all, you can run to His embrace. His goodness and His love is running after you. He loves you. Father, I pray today for such a fresh revelation, Lord, of knowing who you are, God, that you are over all, God, that you hold this world in your hands, and yet you know every detail about us because you love us so. And in every moment that we go through, God, our eyes can lift to you. Father, our identity is shaped by our view of you, Father. And because of who you are, we know who we are because we know who our God is. We know that you are all good. We know that you are all mercy. We know that you are all faithfulness. We know that you are all great. And Father, today, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you that we can live with the joy of the Lord as our strength. We thank you, God, for who you are. We thank you, God, that we can put everything in your hands. And Father, I pray today for your healing power to just sweep this room, Father. Let your healing power sweep this room. Let your joy, Father, even though there may be a glimmer, let your joy, Father, come forth. Let your joy, Father, spring up. Let your hope, Lord, raise its head in us, Lord. We give you our tears. Give you, we give you our pain. We give you our thanks because of who you are. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us. We pray you feel encouraged by this word. We would love to hear from you, so why not connect with us via the website at lifechurchhome.com or on our socials at Life Church Home. Have a blessed week and we'll see you soon.